Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Your phone's ringing. You pick it up. And on the other end of it, you sense there's a level of urgency And what is stated is that after a genetic search of the right individual and looking at every sample of approximately 7 billion people on the planet, Mr. or Mrs., insert your name, it's of global importance because only you can help save the world. You're like, wait, what? Me. Who is this again? To think of that mission, that would be critical. If only you, there'd be fear, there would be anxiety, but there would be this sense of, well, if not me, then who? They say there's no one else. You're one of seven billion. It was you, one out of seven billion. Okay, then. If not now, then when? Well, it's now. It's we got 24 hours, and we're going to be sending uh, something that's way superior than the stealth bomber to pick you up. Which what what in the world is more superior than the stealth bomber? Um, I was in the flight museum in Kazu, and I was reading about the stealth bomber, and it was invented, I believe, in the 60s. But it was like cutting edge to me when I was in my teenage years. So I'm like, if that's what they were hiding then, what are they hiding now? So that's what picks you up for this mission. What we're going to talk about today is far superior than just saving the planet. It's about saving souls, the Great Commission, forever. And of course, the planet matters. God created it. But maybe you never saw yourself as someone that God wants to use. But I pray today that you would see yourself as a superhero because if Jesus says he's going to send you, he's going to send me, that's all the signatures we need. The king of the universe. Let's look at Matthew 28. Today is reproduce. Root seven, make disciples the great commission. And ultimately, who do we want to reproduce? Reproduce Jesus. Not me, not you. Jesus. Why? Because he's the risen king. Before we start, I want to read a little excerpt out of the Get Rooted material that we have been going through. And this completes the seven roots, but it's not something that we graduate. It's a lifelong process that we revisit and we go back to and that we grow in these roots to help us keep rooted through any storm of life as disciples of Jesus. So learners, worshipers, servants to our master, teacher, our rabbi, Jesus. In every great business, in every great sports organization, and in every great church, you will find a common focus, a commitment to raising up leaders to become better Then themselves, you will find assistants, apprentices, interns, and associate pastors being developed. It's a master-level principle 
that matters to God. We all will die one day, and what we leave behind is our investment in other people. We never lose investing in people in the name of Jesus. Investing in people is similar to some plants. When they die, they give off seeds to reproduce themselves. One of the greatest rewards from God on earth is being entrusted to teach his truths to someone else in family or friendship. That is where we become a Paul to a Timothy. And someday we can become a bigger tree. And it happens naturally. So let's look at the mission Jesus sent us on after he rose from the dead. And we're picking it up, Matthew 28, this passage, verse 16. It says, the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped the risen king. Natural response, when the king's in the room, is there's reverence, something changes. Well, now we don't have just an earthly king. We have the eternal king, but some doubted. Now, the language there is, wait, wasn't he just Jesus with us? But now he's Jesus glorified. This can't be real. Is he, is he really here? Or I thought he's still in the grave. So they're kind of doubting and worshiping, wrestling this in the moment. Very similar to how we would be naturally responding. And then verse 18, it said, Jesus came near. This is the gospel message from cover to cover, that God comes near close to us when we can't get close to him. In fact, the beginning of Mark's gospel, uh, chapter one, it says that the kingdom of God has come near. It's the good news. So Jesus comes near, the the, uh, risen king coming close to his closest people, his 11, after Judas had betrayed him and Judas is no longer in that, that huddle he said to them this, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Words on the screen words that you hear through your ear, words that you read on a piece of paper or on your phone. They're 2D. You might even get them 3D with some goggles or maybe a 4D experience, maybe even more in the future. But God's word is way past that. It penetrates our soul. So this word is alive for us. This is still a living mission for every single follower of Jesus. When you start to lean in, you, you naturally fill with a lot of questions. Me? Me? Are you sure? I thought it's just for leaders that would go out there and teach or train. Isn't it for just missionaries on the mission field? Or is it genuinely for every one of us to make disciples? So let's walk through a series of questions that will help speak to our doubt even as we're worshiping today. First question we might ask is, who is calling us? Who do you think you are to tell me what to do? 
Let's look at verse 18. Jesus came near and said to them, Who? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. What a supreme statement. Because Jesus says this, all authority is in him. It's in Jesus. So the big takeaway first would be all authority is Jesus's. Well, wait, why is there still people that have authority here? Yep, yeah. He's allowed for a time till he returns for people to govern under, hopefully to choose to do it like him. Often many don't because the sin nature of us all. But when Jesus rose from the dead, it's a statement to the cosmos that Jesus is king. Let's get a little serious for a minute. Jesus is over the president. Jesus is over every dictator across the planet. Every leader is under the authority of Jesus, whether they recognize it or not. Every principality in the unseen realm, every leader we see in the natural realm, and true authority to understand our mission is always under authority. And under authorities, who, who, who's the first authority we're under is Jesus. And so real leaders... We are always under authority, and oftentimes that means that we're going to be under uh, human leaders. In fact, every time, all of us, because God chose to work through incarnate leadership, me and you. He chose to work through us. So the big answer to how we start this great commission to reproduce is found in who Jesus is. All authority is under him. He bought it with his life. That starts to give power. It's, di- it's the deity statement that Jesus isn't just man, but that he has, he's telling his disciples, no, 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 I'm the great I am. As Colossians writes in, uh, at the beginning, um, or records, is that he's the preeminent one. We can't make too much of Jesus. I genuinely believe that. And then number two question we'd ask is, okay, well, what? All right, you're in charge. Mr. Lord and Savior, <laughs> we might not say that to his face, but when we get alone, we're like, come on, God, what do you want me to do? Well, verse 19, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. It's an action. And we many times read it this way, go to the ends of the earth and meet someone you don't speak their language, who you've never met. And, and sometimes in our Western view, you know what we think? Find someone who's in a lower income class and then f- share the gospel with them. Let me just caution us for a moment. Could be super harmful. And that's not what the text is meaning here. Why? Jesus and them didn't have planes, so that couldn't have been the case. But they did have Romans roads. And what would happen and how this happened and how we got here 2,000 years later at Harry Hill at 5825 Wise Road, how we got here was it's as you are going, share the gospel. And the gospel to who? All nations means all people groups. Not just the flag, but I mean different people. This is crazy to the Jewish mindset because they might uh, welcome Gentiles, but to think that Gentiles are a part of the lineage of Abraham and the promise to him? No. They get in too? You gotta be kidding me. They get like a dash or a hyphenation or they're like the stepkids or something, surely. 
You're telling me we're equal with the Gentiles? Yep. Past gender, past race, past class, every people that we would go and we would make disciples, learners and followers and worshipers, there's always a seat at the table for all people groups. So the second point, what do we do? Jesus tells us to go make disciples of all people groups. It's a way to read it. It's a way to understand. That's why we, this is where it gets really tough. We can't say those people like Jonah. Yeah, those people bear the image of God. Because every person bears the image of God. So as we're going might mean this way. What do I do, God? When you're going to the grocery store, you're making disciples. You're at home, you're making disciples. You're at your job, you're making disciples. Now, knowing who's a follower of Jesus, of course, that's the emphasis. But it happens as we're going. So church gathering is a touch point to God's holistic view to our lives. We use a tool here called the circle of life for discipleship. And the circle of life is broke down in a few categories, and one is your family. Your family, your relationship with them is discipling you to Jesus or taking you away from that. doesn't mean we don't give up on our family, but understanding that. Our friends are discipling us or they're taking us away from Jesus. Our job, our culture, our environment, we're meant to, 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 to bring the kingdom of heaven into our spheres or our vocation. And then our own personal Jesus time. How we read the Bible is really important. Do we read the Bible as like an I get book or a who he is book? Because as a disciple, there's, a, there's two things that always take place. One, it's God's story and it's God's glory. So we're part of God's story. What's God's story? That God is with his people. He sent us like under him, under his authority to rule and reign under, uh, 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 under his master plan to create access and opportunity to bring the kingdom of heaven real as we create, as we live, as we try to bless everybody in all spheres of life that they would experience shalom, peace. But it's really a love story for us to be connected our creator, and with God's prized creation, each other. All the law is summed up. Love God, love people. But isn't that one of the hardest things to do? But if that's what's most important is love, then, then at the forefront of this, this mission we have is not those people, but it's always God's people. It's God's glory, God's story, it's love. Well, then naturally we say, all right, how? Who? Okay, Jesus, it's you. What do you want me to do? Go make disciples. You want learners in all my spheres of life? Fine. I'm in. Well, how? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. So number three, baptizing and teaching people to be with and like Jesus. Because what's taking place there is when he's uh, telling them that, to be baptized is to be converted. Not just to say, I like Jesus, but I worship Jesus. There's a difference. Not, hey, I'll, uh, 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 I'll serve Jesus with my life, but no, I, I'm a servant to Jesus. My life is no longer my own. I'm a bond servant. That's why it is death, burial, resurrection. It's, it's no longer I who live, right? It's he who lives in me. I must die daily to myself, pick up my cross, Anyone who holds on to their life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will find it. 
So the gospel is always a place of surrender, but that's where we find our greatest victory. It's when we say, I can't, but God can, because he, what he did. It's so powerful because of Jesus finishing, that's where we begin. And we're inviting other people to experience that new life too, to go fully immersed under the water as a symbolic meaning of what's taking place on the inside and then coming out of that water that we're born again. All of my sins are washed away. I am new in Christ. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature. And that's what we celebrate on May 1st. Say, I am in Jesus. Brand new. Will I be perfect? No. He is. He won't lose me because he doesn't lose one of his kids. So with that, we're inviting people into conversion, and Jesus, the, the, the Jewish audience would have understood, okay, we know God the Father, we've heard about the Spirit, but they don't understand how the Spirit's going to be, be unleashed to make us witnesses. But now Jesus is inserting him in the Godhead, Trinity, deity. So it's, it's a statement that Jesus is in charge of everything. And then it reminds us his teachings. Well, how do we baptize and how do we um, follow Jesus? Well, let's just live what he taught us, which means to disciple. You get it in the simplest way. How do we disciple? You have to be a what? What do you think? Thank you. So to disciple, you have to be a disciple. It's not that crazy. Super simple. So we don't have to read this like, oh, pressure. No, just his commands are awesome. What are his commands? Well, his, his teachings on forgiveness and the way he talked about analyzing our own heart first and the way he gave dignity to those who were marginalized and the way he not only showed what justice looks like, but stood in the gap, went on the cross. His teachings on how to Follow the Torah and live the Torah. Well, then lastly, you might say this. Okay, why me? Let's just go there. I can't do it. You're right. You can't. Neither can I. But God in us can. When I'm weak, I'm strong. Understanding our limits helps us unlock the unlimited power of God. And in verse 20, the big, I don't know if I can do this. Remember, I am with you always. In a war-torn region, there's followers of Jesus, and he's with them. He didn't promise that everything would always be great. That's one of the biggest myths We think Jesus is like the Super Bowl. Once you win, you're like, I'm going to Disneyland. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Philippians 4.13, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, guess what? Jesus was in the winning team's locker room, but he was also in the losing team's locker room. Understanding suffering and endurance is part of this too. But so is healing and He does that as well. This is just growing up and being a mature, rooted follower of Jesus to understand that there's a tension. But what he promised is that he would be with us. When someone's breathing their last breath and you're in the hospital room with a family member you love, I am with you. When you're alone and you don't 
know what to do and how you're gonna pay the bills, I'm with you. Is it possible for a moment that God promised us more than a paycheck? He promised us more than success. He promised us more than overcoming any situation. He promised to always be with us. I don't know. I think that's a really, really strong, why me? Well, you're with me. Okay, I can do it. We all feel unqualified. I remember when I first uh, started considering to be a pastor. I was like, dude, there's no way. I, might, I can be a Christian rapper. I can be an evangelist, but I definitely can't be a pastor. I felt like the Lord was saying, why? Well, I don't know. I need like a bunch of commas after my last name. And he's like, you're already teaching people. I am? Yeah, in youth group and with kids and leading leaders. And you just, you thought that I wasn't seeing you as pastoring the whole time, and that somehow you weren't carrying the responsibility of giving an account to me the whole time. I'm like, uh-oh, I know where this is going. And he just kept speaking to all of my doubts and my insecurities, and he's, oh, man, I've called you. And then slowly but surely over years in the course of time, City Life was birthed. There's many more other touch points in it, but the point is, I felt unqualified and still do. I know I can't do this. It's really a seat to get sanctified, to make me more like him. And so is your life, whatever he's calling you into. It's the same thing. We'll never feel like we can, but that's number four. Jesus is always with me. How long, God? Forever. If we had maybe an unlimited budget, I would have dropped the mic, but I don't want to replace it, and I don't want to ask for a separate offering. But Rhett did really good. That was incredible. I loved it. The Great Commission is being on mission with Jesus till our life ends. I'm going to reproduce Jesus in everything I do. Well, do I got to know a lot of Bible? I don't know if you'll know enough, but as long as you know a name, we win. Whose name? Jesus. Who's, who has all the authority? Jesus. If you only get one prayer, Jesus. If you only get one name, Jesus. Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Here's a picture that I love to kind of a, um, to show us how discipling might look. You got, let's say, a father and a son, or just simply a staged moment for clip art. Either way, I think the truth is beautiful. The truth is here that the father and the son are with each other. And they're doing it together. And it's simple. It's the simple moments in our life that we get the opportunity to disciple people. How many of us here know and online, maybe that's why you watch online because it's easier to just watch it there because somebody has been shoving Bible verses down our throat forever. And guilty as charged. You know, there's a Bible verse for that. If Jesus didn't shove Bible verses down people's throat, then we got to be really careful how we say it. Well, you know, Ecclesiastes 4.3. So I loved how Tina 
position that verse. You hear it so much, trust in the Lord. What about to do it? It's like this picture. It's one thing to put your shirt on or learn about it and read about it, but it's another thing to do it. Imagine for a moment drinking water in our lives, you know, we need, we need water to live. And you've read about it for a really long time and you've been living on, let's say, they came up with some, some way to live without water. But not only was somebody telling you, okay, here's what water is and here's what water does and, and people swim in it. Wouldn't it be so neat if someone just took you and just jumped in the water with you and there was a nice cold ice water afterwards and then you experienced it and you tasted and saw that God was good and you said, man, I want to learn more. See, the kingdom of heaven comes near. Reproducing is a, is a, it's a it, it just naturally happens. We reproduce who we are, not what we necessarily know. We just reproduce what we are. And that's humbling because ultimately we're trying to reproduce Jesus. So we need to tell our followers or our people with us or wherever our spheres of influence, like, man, this isn't like God, I'm sorry. As a dad, I have to say I'm sorry. As a pastor, I say I'm sorry. It's just recognizing we're all being discipled. My pride doesn't always like saying it. So hopefully this has eliminated every obstacle that you think it's not you. The king of the universe picks up the phone and he's called everyone to come back home. And then those that have responded to that call, he has given us the great commission to go out and reproduce disciples in the name of Jesus. The king of the universe called you. And he wants to use you how he made you. Don't be like the person on the left or the right or anyone else you've ever seen follow Jesus. Maybe take a piece of that, but God's got some custom armor for you, but the principles will always flow through scripture. So neat that way, he customizes. So as we close, you'll notice in the hallway, there's um, these cards. They're inviting people to Easter. Easter Sunday changed my life. No one invited me. I'd been invited to church over the years previous to that. And um, it was quite a love story how heaven pursued me, but I was up all night at a party and I'll share that story uh, further in the weeks ahead, but I, I decided to go to church, heard the gospel, radically changed my life. In short, the gospel, good news um, is so good because the bad news is that bad. The bad news is that we're all sinners separated from God. Can't do anything to make ourselves right. We fail the test every time. But Jesus left heaven, sent by God to help give an opportunity in a way not to condemn us, but to pay for the sin of all of mankind, live the life we couldn't, die the death we should have. He didn't just hang on the cross. He didn't just die with his life. He took the punishment. He drank the cup of wrath for all of sin, every bad thing that's ever happened. And then he was buried and he rose from the grave and he gave us this mission. Whoa, let's go. So these cards are a way to invite someone. Today's a special day because um, this will be the last Sunday uh, for one of, I don't know, I don't even know how to give it words. Just We say family a lot, but this is, this is like family, family. Rode together in the trenches for 10 plus years doing ministry. And you've enjoyed today how this person plays as a backbone for the, the band here because the backbone could be the sound person, but it can also be the drum or the bass, but because it, it keeps the tempo 
but this person, they're so talented in their family in so many different ways, but what they've said is they want people to know that Jesus lives. We hear the gospel every week. There's some people on this planet that have never heard the name of Jesus once. So this will be the last Sunday that uh, Caleb and his family, Caleb, you come here. They're getting ready to go for three years for their next mission uh, series in Nepal. And I use the word mission. We're all on mission. Some of us, it'll be our backyard and some of us, it'll be Nepal. With two little kids and, um, and the reason they've, you might know their story a little bit. They've made a change course from, they were in China came back in the States, were itinerary, uh, and then they couldn't get back in China because China's closed the borders. Well, they've teamed up with an amazing organization, amazing people, because Nepal's also a sending region for people to hear the good news of Jesus. So just a humbling time for their family and much prayer and all of that. And they're getting ready to go to Nepal April 21st and get on a plane. And and I think it is good. We honor you with claps, but... but I, can, can we just lean into this tension for a moment? They're going to Nepal as their family because they believe that message. My goodness, we can't even go in our backyard sometimes, can't we? It's hard. So I pray today is just like a living example to say, no, it's real, let's go. If they can go there, we can grab a card and tell somebody come to Easter because they're gonna at least hear about Jesus. Even if you have to hide behind, uh, there's a hot dog, ah, you know, they don't know fully what they're doing. It doesn't make them superheroes, but they've said it. If you've heard a preach, they say it. God is the God of the universe, and that God lives in you that lives in them. But we all got to be obedient, <laughs> you know? So we all go, actually. You know, some people, I've heard, uh, some go, some sow, right? I think we all always do both. We're always sowing, and we're always going. Some of us just go a little further geographically. So thank you for one, being just family, encouraging me when it's totally had some crappy moments. Like, dude, ministry's hard. You're like, it's worth it. Let's go. I remember pre-launch, there was a moment when you were like, let's go, it's worth it. And I was so encouraged because here's somebody that I've gotten to be a part of and disciple encouraging me. And I remember you were one of the first people who said to me, have you thought about pastoring? And you got to understand, if you understood a little story, rappers aren't pastors. In fact, Christian rap was like sacrilegious for a time. I mean, what? This is satanic. But everyone was cool with an electric guitar. That was so odd. I'm not sure if that was because maybe they didn't like certain people, but either way, we jumped in. And I love it. So thank you for um, allowing us to be a part of your story that God's writing, because it's God's story. Um, but he's choosing, he chooses people to go. He's choosing you. And it's his glory. And he's going to meet you in such a tough time. You know, losing your dad. And, uh, and just to show your kids that there's a life greater than the life we see. And so I pray every moment that you're getting ready to go, every iota is used for the gospel. That every doubt is met with radical faith that from the moment you step on the plane, you just feel this sense of overwhelming peace to know even if you're in the eye of the storm and you're in the will of God, that there's no devil in hell that can stop you. The gates of hell will not prevail against God's anointed and God's people. 
Will you stretch a hand as we pray? We believe that God is omnipresent and he can use, he wants, he loves how he made our body. And this is just a little way to say, hey, I'm praying too. Father God, we pray right now for Caleb and Corey and their children. We pray that their family will be so rooted. God, we pray, pray for Roman and Armour and we know that their family will be serving you and they're gonna carry the torch further and farther than we could think or imagine. God, they, they wanna see disciples made all across this planet. God, they can't do everything, but they can do something. And for someone, that will be everything as they share the good news, as they offer people new life and to be baptized and converted in the faith, as they teach people to observe what you taught them. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're honored today as a family to partner with them, but to also learn and listen with them. So right now, I pray that there's a sense for all of us, local is global, but global is local. And it's all one story God's writing. So we thank you for the favor, the way the gospel is gonna go with boldness. And so we pray for power of the Holy Spirit and creative things to happen more than they can think or imagine. Supernatural as they just flow through the natural. Conversations, Button up a shirt. Learning the language. We pray for heaven to come through Nepal. And every continent on this planet. Help us all do our part for the great commission to be on mission with you. In Jesus Christ's name. We send them in power. Well, it would be a beautiful time, Caleb. It's kind of how we started this journey and how we transitioned to our next lap. But it was on the drum set. And it was your dad who walked up to me and he goes, my son's gonna play drums for you and you guys are gonna share about Jesus. And so we're gonna sing and we're gonna play drums in the same way God's been using all of our story. And uh, you know, you thought you'd be a pro drummer. I thought I'd be a pro rapper, but God had something so much bigger. We would actually be disciples we'd be servants and we'd just say, here I am, send me Lord, right? So I don't know what that means for you. I pray today it does mean a card for somebody. The card's not magical, but what God put in you and the story and the good news of heaven is more than magical. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will have the, have, just have the way. So with a couple minutes here, let's just sing and kind of stamp and seal this time as we complete the Root Series, but we want our lives to always be rooted, to withstand any storms of life, if there's one name we want to reproduce, it's the name of Jesus. You holy and holy, holy, holy. 
God, we thank you for your power and your presence. We thank you, God, that you have conquered the final enemy, the grave. We thank you that you have conquered the evil one, that you're in charge. And we thank you for the opportunity to be used by you to share the story of heaven, that God comes near and offers new life and that we can be home with God forever. I pray that each one of us walk with a little bit more confidence in our step as we leave this place. Some of us will feel our insecurities and will seem insignificant and so unqualified, but today, may there be one name you need to know that qualifies you, Jesus. That your prayers matter, your giving matters, and just your simple resting in the Father and reading, it all matters. So we want to be discipled to make disciples. God, have your way. We ask in the, in the wave ahead with Easter that you'll use all of us in a profound way to love the one, to let them know that the good news comes for them and calls us by name. I pray that there's a boldness on every one of us, a new confidence. And even as we're at the store, we might feel our heart beating through our chest to say, uh, will you just come with me to Easter? I'll sit by you. I'll meet you there. You need a ride? I'll pick you up. Have your way in city life. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. Well, friends, the roots have been powerful. They've been transformative for our life for many years. We pray that you'll revisit them often, if not daily. The material is online on our website and then also in the hallway. And as you're exiting, you'll see a card that you can grab and online you can share the event once it posts. And if you want to follow Jesus and make City Life your home, you can do that. Go on the website and say, yes, Jesus, and get connected here. Become a member. We would love to serve and, and follow Jesus together. And see you next week. We're going to talk about Palm Sunday before Easter Sunday and just the contrast of what takes place before Good Friday. Oh man, Good Friday, we say good, but it was a really dark day. We hope to see you at 10 a.m. and 11.30, all races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time, and we won't stop until Jesus comes back and makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. There is one seated on the throne, even now he's seated on the throne, he's the king of kings, he's the Lord of lords, and only he is in control. There is one seated on the throne, even now he's seated on the throne, he's the king of kings, he's the Lord of lords, and only he is in control.
get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.